Welcome to episode 15 of Amplified Marriage. Today, we talk about married after children. Marriage. My name's Natalie. And I'm Brian. Whatever time it is, grab a coffee or tea and a snack. Get cozy because today we're talking about being married with children. And not the sitcom. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Although it does sometimes feel like a sitcom. Yeah, it can. Uh, we're kind of moving into uh, a part of the podcast that we uh, wanted to get to eventually, um, but we're kind of just going to delve just a little bit into it, just about life after having children. Yes. Uh, we have older kids now, uh, 15, 13, and... 10. 10, thank you. <laughs> I know I have kids. I don't know when their birthdays are. That's why I have... Uh, my lovely wife knows all those things. But we uh, read a, a quote, and really having children... And being married and staying healthy in your marriage really depends a lot on your perspective. And a perspective that we read, wrote from, or read from a quote, her name was Jacqueline Smith, said, after having children, life becomes about living beyond yourself, about being bigger than ever. Yeah. You may have heard us say on this podcast, and maybe you haven't, and I'm going to say it now, is that there's two times in your life when you realize how selfish you really are. Yep. The first is... When you get married. The second is... When you have children. <laughs> so there's those two times. Um, when you get married, and Natalie and I, we didn't live together before we got married. We had a place before we got married. Which uh, I lived in. And I stayed at home. But then I had to... We moved in. We got married. We moved in. And then we're living together in the same space, having to share the same kitchen, the same bathroom, the same shower, the same bed, the same, all this stuff. And I realized how entrenched in my ways when I wanted to watch TV, the shows that I wanted to watch or the books. So when I wanted to read, not when she won, can you talk to me about your feelings at like 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> that uh, hasn't changed 19 years later. No, I've just learned how to adapt <laughs> to the, the change. But all of these things... uh you realize how selfish you really are. Yeah. And then it's really easy to kind of get into a well, funk after you have kids. Exactly. And I was thinking too, prior to having kids, you can sleep in whenever you want. <laughs> like you can have naps whenever you want. You can come and go as you please. Like go to whatever restaurant so you cheap want. Yeah. Because it's just you two. And so you really, you don't realize the financial effects. Of having of kids. Of having children until you have them. Whenever it's just me and Natalie that goes out or me and one of the kids, even one of my sons will go out and we'll have two full meals and it was like 20 bucks. But if I take the whole kids out, even to McDonald's, yeah, it's, it's like, like 50 a 50 or $60. $60 meal just to go to a fast food joint, more if you're going to a regular restaurant. Yeah. And so we were talking and we there's five things that we want to talk about today mm-hmm. about what happens after you have kids and how to keep just tr- keep on trucking. Yes. Keep on going. It, it is a marathon. It's not a, uh, it's not a sprint. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a sprint. Uh, and so there's five things that we want to mention just about keeping the romance alive or keeping you, um, normal together after you've had kids. That's and right. my kids are older, but I can tell you those early years of having children waking up, 
changing all diapers, hours of the night. all hours yeah. of the night, and doing all that stuff. And that wasn't just infancy. Like, <laughs> you know, there's one of those things like what you wish people would say after having children that that they don't. It doesn't just stop. At least in our family, I'm sure there are those miracle children that sleep all through the night from the moment they're born. We don't know what those um, are like. We don't know what those are like. We have three that did not sleep the night until they were well past a year old. <laughs> and so um, it's not a one size fits all kind of, you know, one scenario fits the box, yeah. so to speak. Right? So, so all of you parents out there, the very first point that we have today may be a little bit countercultural. Yep. But what we need you to hear this is if you want to maintain a happy marriage with your spouse while you are raising children, you never, ever put your children first. No. And that's something that we've been, that's kind of been a motto of ours for years, uh, especially like we started it when the kids were little, when they could like, when they could walk, Yeah. where every time that you would come home from work, the first 15 minutes... It was like, Kate, kids, like it, it's mom's it's couch time. time. It's couch time. We called it couch time where dad would come in the door and then, um, the kids would have to wait and they knew we set a timer on the microwave and mom got dad's full on first attention. And I will say that that wasn't the time to discuss the woes of the day. No. Right. Do you remember that? Where I remember when you used to, I would come in and you hand me. Raining. Let me tell you how my day was. Yeah. That, that moment there, that couch time, that's not the time that we chose, uh, to talk about sort of the silly parts of the day. Right. I, I remember, um, when Raynan, our oldest was young, he would, uh, be up until nine or 10 o'clock at night. Um, we just would keep him up with us for right. long periods of time, keep him up late. And then we realized this is ridiculous. He wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. You weren't no sleeping. One was sleeping. No <laughs> one was sleeping. The neighbors weren't <laughs> sleeping because he was still up. And then we found out he was colicky later, but the priority wasn't at all on our first child given to each other. No. We weren't even doing the couch time until Raiden was like five or six. That's right. Uh, but there wasn't any time no. because he, he was, because he needed more care. Yeah. As, as he was struggling with colicky, um, behavior and stuff that, and he wasn't sleeping and he never slept. He would nap. And then as soon as he like sensed your shadow walking by, or he could feel the breeze of you walking by, he was awake <laughs> through a closed door. Right. And so, and he cried a lot and yeah. for hours he would just scream and cry. And so we didn't have, we were just survival mode Yeah, at right? that time. So there wasn't a priority it was like eat, sleep, and keep the baby alive. Right. Like, really <laughs> kind of how it is. You wake up at three in the morning, like, oh, is he breathing? Oh, like geez. first parents, first time parents. Now, whenever we talk to them, we're like, we we know what you're, we feel you exactly. We understand. And you. you want to make sure they're breathing still. Well, and and here's here's what ends up happening is it you focus all of your attention on your on your kids only as you're growing up. You actually sacrifice your relationship with your spouse and you begin to not know them. The tendency. The tendency yeah. is you you begin to not know them, you begin to maybe even resent them because you're not communicating with them about the things that you need to talk to them about. That's right. Because you're not actually working on the relationship. You're not prioritizing the marriage. You're putting your kids who are innately born selfish and they suck up all of your time, yeah. all of your effort. Unless you have one of those magical children that sit in the middle of the carpet reading books at two years old, yeah, which we, is not the majority. No, they eat up all of your time. And, and we, you, you, 
even forget your hobbies. Like Natalie loved to paint yeah. and we have kids and we had, she put painting off for years. I love playing guitar. And it wasn't until a few years after Raymond was born, that I started picking up the guitar again and started That's playing true. for church. And, and I mean, there are seasons yeah. of ebb and flow because parenting in those early years of infancy is exhausting. And you know, you're dealing with postpartum hormones and nursing and body changes and trying to navigate like another human being and all like keeping them alive. And then it just, it just seems to have like a domino effect. At least it can right. have a domino effect. And yeah. so. Don't neglect your spouse, prioritize your marriage. That's right. And it's important that you don't wait to do that when they're like going to college and moving out of the house. And then you look at your spouse and you're like, I don't even know who you are. Right. Like, I don't know what your hobbies are. I don't know. Yeah. And that was a fear of ours. And like, it's one that we've talked about for yeah. a long time. Like our oldest is 15. So we've talked about this for a long time yeah. of just making sure that we nurture the priority of each other. Absolutely. And that time, yes, obviously family time with the kids included is absolutely essential and important, but more so our time because healthy, if we're healthy, then, then we're parenting mm -hmm. healthy, right? Yeah. And the next one is sex. Um, we hear this oddly enough, a lot from couples. They had kids and then all of a sudden sex stopped. I, yeah. Um, I mean, there obviously is a certain period of time where that has to stop after a baby comes, but and there's recovery period. Yeah. There's right? definitely recovery period. And like you're, I, maybe I'll speak to the guys on this. Like guys, your wife's body is going to change. If you think that you're going to marry your, the wife of your youth, like the Bible says, the wife of your youth, right. or the woman of your youth. And in the next 25 years, nothing is going to change in that body, especially after they have children. Yeah. You're crazy. That's right. And we've said this before, love just isn't a feeling. No. It's an action. And it's a choice. And if you're not choosing to continue to find your wife attractive That's and right. find ways to find her still attractive. Because right. seriously, the woman's body changes. And it's not like you're super stud you were when you're 19 years old either. Like I'm not the same build I was when I was 17. My mom always calls me too skinny. I, I'm a bit thicker now in, in my older years. Yeah. We don't stay the same. Things change. You get gray hairs. You, your chest sags into your drawers or whatever yeah. it is. Like <laughs> whatever it is, but things change. But guys, in particular, because we're visual, you married your wife for a reason. You love her. Yep. It's not just the physical side that you love her. If that, if that's why you're married, yeah. you got married just so you could have sex like because you fades. beauty fades. And that's right. but what's not going to fade is you want to keep nurturing her personality and then nurturing who she is. That's right. Uh, you choose to stay attracted to yep. each other. And, and let's not forget that carrying another human being in your body for nine months takes a toll mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually. Both. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it All takes it. a toll. Right. And I mean, I loved being pregnant, even though they were difficult pregnancies. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved being pregnant. I miss being pregnant. All these years later, yeah. I miss feeling the baby moving around. So there's joy in, in that little secret, right. In growing that baby. Right. And, and here's the, the thing about sex. And this sounds really unsexy, but schedule it in Saturday night at seven 30. 
Oh, we had to make appointments. <laughs> <laughs> because like, if you wait too long, then you're tired too late at night yeah, because you've been yeah. up with the kids all day or you've had to work your job or, and you find excuses not to do it. But the thing is, is that we found is that when you schedule that time in, that's what I'm thinking about during the day. I'm like, right. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's. And you're anticipating and you're nurturing that with your wife all day long. Right? right. And so you're flirting and you're sending right. maybe text messages and things that are going on, but you know, what's going to come down. And, and here's, okay. here's something that we just, we read as well is that consider it self care. Absolutely. It's you're essential. Taking care of each other physically. Cause that like, that's how God made us was yep. to, to love each other and, and have sex. And so you, you schedule that and you're, it's all about self care and you're taking care of yourself as well as each other, that's which right. kind of blends in to number three is schedule that date night, which can lead to the scheduling of the Saturday night at 7.30. That's right. And it's so important. And one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot of people say is, well, we we can't afford a babysitter or we don't have anyone to watch the kids. And so, I mean, when we had little ones, we really couldn't afford a babysitter, but we made it a priority. And Sometimes it, it wasn't, it was yeah, we had a lot fleeting. Of, we have a, uh, a lot of stay in date nights and yeah. that just might be what you have to do, but we did make it a priority and who we had was our friend's daughter. And I mean, <laughs> we paid like $5 or whatever. And so we pretty much funded her university, well, but like eight years we were there. That's right. But it's super important to find someone, if you don't have any family nearby, uh, that you trust that would be willing to look after the kids because it, there's nothing like, I mean, when you're home and you're having a stay, a stay at home date, you're still like on mom and dad duty, right. if that makes sense. Like if the baby cries or, or there's a diaper needing to be changed, you're still the one having to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of being able to go out. And have yeah. someone else deal with that for a little bit. And one of the, some of the best dates we ever had were not, we don't remember necessarily the ones where we spent $150 on dinner and going out and doing, going to see a movie and doing all the stuff. What we right. remember is those dates where we had $5 in the bank. We went and had a McDonald's ice cream cone and yep. we wandered around Walmart, took a drive up into a neighborhood and That's right. talked about houses and what we want to do for the future. I remember those mm-hmm. dates way more than I remember the, the Earl's or the, no. the big fancy dinner dates and no. things like that. And for us, like in our marriage, that isn't a priority. Like it's not about how much money we're spending on a date. It's the fact that we're with each other. Men find low maintenance women. Right. And so for me, if I have the choice to grab a specialty coffee and drive around with my man or go to the most expensive restaurant in town, I'm going to choose the Starbucks and the drive around. And I appreciate that she chooses always because I can find better ways to spend that money than, uh, at a dinner and then it's gone. Right. Yeah. The next one, which is number four is laugh, laugh, like, Unless you're two people that just have no sense of humor, uh, I've, I know couples that are just, they're not funny people. No. But with each other, they're quirky. They can make each other laugh. Yeah. That's one of the reasons they were attracted to each other. In most marriages, the spouses can make each other laugh or have stupid jokes or they have inside things that are happening. And if you, if you can laugh, even in times of frustration or yes. anger and things that are going on, and you can, you end up showing that to your kids that, hey, we can love each other. And it's not just about the intensity or the seriousness or the arguments or the things that are going on. That's right. I, I love dad jokes. 
Yeah, you I have do. an app on my phone that gives me some of the best dad jokes out there. Yeah. So much so that my boys quote them to me, so I'll laugh at them. And That's my right. daughter will read them to me sometimes for 20 minutes at a time. I love dad jokes. And we're laughing with – Natalie's laughing because they're so stupid. Right. But we're laughing with each other. We're, with we have, each other and with our kids. Like absolutely. if I'm sad or I'm frustrated or whatever, my middle son, he always does the Yosemite Sam, <laughs> the, oh, I hate that rabbit. And it gets me every single time. And Or my old one makes uh, – my older son makes a joke about my age. Right, right now he's stuck yep. on me being old in the 1812 times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where he gets that. He makes a joke about is there even electricity back then, dad? So, yeah, but they do things that make you laugh. And that's because we've given ourselves permission to laugh with them and with each other. Find the joy. I remember actually my oldest when I was freaking out about something when he was little and he put his little arms out and he's like, mom, (laughs) chill. And I looked at him and I thought, wherever did he even know to say that in the proper context? And I started laughing and then he was laughing and it just took the edge off, uh, put me in a better mood. Right. So find reasons to find joy and laughter in the mundane because sometimes parenting can feel like a drudgery. Oh man. Um, and it feels like, you know, it's, it's never going to end. And then everyone tells you who has kids, Oh, it gets better. It gets better. And you never believe them. Um, (laughs) it does get better. It gets, it's like fine wine. It gets better with age, but you have to put the work in from the beginning. Well, and something that we've always said too, is you want to be a good parent, you have to get up off the couch. Absolutely. And now we can just add, this is back then, but you want to be a good parent, you got to put your phone down. You want to be a good parent, you got to go to where the kids are and do the things with them and, and find the things that they like to do with them and how you're going to discipline them or talk to them or any of that stuff. Like you're not kidding. What I remember (laughs) just before we moved uh, uh, from the North, we moved back here. We had a really good day with the kids it was kind of a little challenging around bedtime and you went out with one of our friends and I had my middle son stand at the top of the stairs and projectile vomit from the top to the bottom. That was, that was not- fun. <laughs> and then, it was funny for me. Well, you came in, <laughs> saw what was happening and turned around and left and left me to clean it up knowing That's how right. much I hate vomit. That's right. But it was one of those things that the other son was looking down the stairs and then he was puking and Amherst was too young That's and she right. just stayed asleep. That was a tough, tough day. Yeah. After the at the end of everything, and eventually we got to laugh at this because it was such a psycho well, it, thing. It was funny because the visual was hilarious with ski goggles on and like a t-shirt wrapped around your face and my dish gloves and sprayed with perfume. Yeah, like it was really comical. And and I will say, like parenting and the gross parts of parenting is not just the wife's job. And what? I I really appreciate um, uh, your involvement. I, I guess it's so important for... I wasn't always involved in those things. I tried to avoid those as much as humanly possible. Oh, I know, but... I'm, I, glad, I'm glad we could talk about it now. I made sure that when you were around that you absolutely were participating in <laughs> in caring for these babies. Katie Ziskine, who's a therapist, says, if your partner makes a joke instead of getting serious, let yourself laugh. Laughing together allows parents to have fun while raising children. And it's so true. And kids are crazy and they laugh at stuff. And, and it's you want the to laugh. best. Um, how do I word this? It's the best um, ministry. Right. Like outside of you as my husband, my children are the next best thing. And the longest, longest ministry you'll have in your entire life. Yep. 
The next thing is, is number five, don't coast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it lines up a little bit with, uh, number one, where it's priori- prioritize yeah. your marriage. But, um, no matter how things and how great things are before you had kids, you can't just leave it on auto- autopilot and expect it all to be the same no. and not to fly into the side of a mountain because you just didn't make any changes and you just assumed everything was going to be fine. Right. But what happens when you assume? And that's right. what's going to happen is if you assume that things are going to be fine and you never put any uh, effort into your spouse or the relationship or how you communicate or if you're praying together yep. or making the relationship better or how you're dealing with your children together, yep. um, it's easy just to see things go left or right. That's right. Without anything ever changing. And it's and, one of those things too, to talk about those expectations. Mm-hmm. Like had, I mean, you were working long hours when we had little ones, but it was like when you, when it's your yeah. time off and when you're home, you don't just get to sit with your feet up on the couch yeah. um, and be doted on. And yes, there's an element of, you know, having dinner prepared and stuff that, that I tried to have done. Cause I knew that you really like that. Um, it didn't always happen, but you're, you're on dad duty now, yeah. right? It's not, you don't go to your nine to five and then you come home and that's it. You're right. Right. And so making sure that you talk those expectations through, uh, so that, that you don't become resentful or like an ostrich with his head in the sand where it's, you know, we'll just pretend like it's not happening and then hope that he notices. No, ladies, we need to talk, um, and be clear yep. with our expectations in that. And it's really easy to push the expectations aside or because uh, you're putting out a lot of little things that are going wrong all the time. You're putting out fires. You're trying to touch a hot stove, color on the wall, stick their head in the toilet, doing yeah. all these things. And so it's day-to-day dealing with all that kind of stuff that it's easy to put the relationship on the back burner. And yes. something that we don't understand all the time, but life doesn't stop when you have kids. Uh, it you know, in cha- some ways, it it just begins. In some ways, it just begins, yeah. but it changes. It does. Uh, and we actually had – it started getting more and more fun the more kids we had, um, for us yeah. anyway. But we we really enjoy we really enjoyed being parents when we were young. I don't know that we enjoyed it <laughs> super awesome fun when where the, you're right in the middle of it and you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever yeah. done. And there, it ebb and flows, right? It's not yeah. all – it wasn't all challenging. There were pockets of challenging times. Um, and thankfully, like it wasn't all of our kids at the same time, I think, uh, I'm so grateful that they kind of had each their times where they were being silly, but parenting's hard. Parenting is Marriage is hard. And, um, if we prioritize the marriage, I think it just sets you up for being just better parents. Right. And if you're willing to communicate all of those things and, and work through issues together. That's right. And laugh. I mean, I remember... Our middle son just, I changed his diaper at three in the morning and I was covered in everything from my chin down. And what do you do at that moment, right? I woke you up and you helped and I went and had a shower and we just laughed about it. You have to be I don't able think to laugh. You were laughing. Well, I, I laughed I rem- after the fact. I, I was not laughing in the moment. <laughs> I sure was. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was hilarious in hindsight, right? But, but still, you know, be willing to laugh and find the humor right. in raising in raising children because it is comical at times. And these uh, 
listeners are just a, a few of the things you can do to kind of focus in on your relationship while you're having kids. We That's thought right. this was really interesting as we were, we were talking about this kind of stuff. This is something we've, we've learned to talk about in the last few years as our kids are getting older and older. Yeah. It seems like something happens with the older one and we're like, yeah, we nailed that. And then the next one comes up and then you're, you're it's having like, to yeah. change uh, with your kids on the fly and how you approach them or discipline them or talk to them or relate to them. And it's, it's all a lot of change, but it's really easy to forget the spouse. That's right. And we encourage you to put the kids uh, not to we're not saying never focus on your kids. We're no. saying that they don't need to be number 1 above your spouse. That's right. Your spouse was there before you were. Yeah. Or before the kids were. That's right. Your spouse was there first, then it was the kids. Uh and so just focusing on your spouse you two being healthy, me and Natalie being healthy and whole means that we can be better parents together. That's right. And it's a the I think a, one of the greatest gifts that our children can receive is two healthy parents who aren't perfect, but uh, who they see um, grinding it out and working it through. Absolutely. Uh, the tough times. And so there's this, the, what are those five things that's probably to prioritize your marriage? Yep. Have sex. Schedule date nights. Laugh about it. <laughs> when you're scheduling those date nights, that's they can right. lead to sex and then you can be laughing <laughs> about it. Have a good it. sense of humor all the way around. And don't coast. Don't just give up because you have children. Don't just yeah. assume that your marriage is going to be fine 20 years after you have kids and the kids are gone. That's right. Keep Work nurturing. at it. If you really enjoy these podcasts, it means a lot to us when you share it, when you let people know about it, when you leave a review. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can actually communicate with us through those two places. Mm-hmm. If there's a topic or a question or anything you would like for us to discuss, please email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you soon.